would like to welcome you all here this morning. We'll begin the service. We'll sing number 13, Gethsemane. Number 13.
want us to think a little bit of the time, the season of the year that we're approaching this week. The season of the year that we celebrate Easter, celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And this song just goes through and, and talks a lot about what was happening the days and right before he was crucified. But he says there that on a hillside so lonely left Jesus one day, so wounded and weary, he went there to pray. By friends there forsaken, so lonely he feels. To heaven he's crying and helpless appeals. He was there speaking out. He went there with his friends to that garden. And they all deserted him, left him alone. But before that, he was there with some of his disciples. And he left them and he went on a little further into the garden to pray. Pray to his Father. That if there is any way that this could be taken from him, let it be. But not my will, but thine be done, he said. In humble submission, he's making his plea. His bloodstreams are bursting. Come, sinner, be true. His cheeks are stained crimson for me and for you. All of these things, he was doing it for us. Because he had that love. And he knew that each and every one of us was in a lost condition. But he had such a love for us that he was willing to go through this. That painful and shameful and terrible death that he went through. So that we today have the opportunity to have that eternal life. But a new day is breaking. That new day. When he said on that cross, he says, It is finished. Man's redemption had been accomplished through Jesus Christ. A new day is breaking. The victory is won. A new day is born. The angels exclaiming, sweet music they chime for crowning of Jesus, your Savior and mine. God raised him out of that grave victorious over that death. Gave him life again. And he is there now at the right hand of God the Father. But a golden day has broken. In old Gethsemane. The mornings all come singing. The songs of victory. And do we understand it? Do we know that song of victory there. That each and every one of us can understand. That song of victory in Jesus Christ. I've heard of old, old story. How a Savior came from glory. 
How he gave his life on Calvary. How he shed his blood for you and me. The stories just go on and on. And we this book is written all about what he did. There's many people that has known and understand and understood what our Savior did, why He came here. And they understood that they could see victory in Jesus Christ. And they used the power of the blood of Jesus Christ to overcome sin. They used that power, that new comforter that He said, I will send to you. I will go away, but I will send it to you. We talked about this last Sunday. Of how he was going to do those things for us. And he did. And he is not a liar. And he is there at the right hand of God the Father today. With his hands reached out to you and me. And to all that will come to him today. He will choose them to be able to receive that new birth. And to be able then to have hope. And have peace. Of life. Not death, but of life. I know that every one of us here today, we want that life. Now what are we willing to give up for that life? He just says, come to me. Repent. And put your faith and trust in me, Jesus Christ. And he says, you shall have That's what he asked for us to do today. To have that love, as we read last Sunday, if you love me, he says, keep my commandments. Do the things that I ask you to do. Live in accordance with my word if you love me. And he said, if you love me and you hear my words, do them. And he says, if you hear my words and you don't, he says, that's life. That's death, not life. But to hear his words and then follow through with it, that's life. So let's hear his word. Let's pay close attention to him. And let's put our faith and trust in him this morning. I'm going to just read a a verse or two here to begin with. But I want to read some more in John. I think we'll just... We'll continue where we stopped off last week in John and continue on in that. But there was something here that I wanted to read in Hebrews. I was reading recently and it just seemed like it just, this was in the 11th chapter of Hebrews there. And he was just talking about all the faith that people had. It says, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And was not found because God had translated him. Before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. And I know that each and every one of us today can have that testimony in our life. That we are pleasing God Not by our good works of our own self, but because of being obedient to Him. Being obedient to His calling. But then this sixth verse, he says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Without faith, 
Without faith in Jesus Christ and God the Father, he says it is impossible to please him. Now when we say faith, what does that truly mean? That means that I have trust and faith in him and I am willing to do whatever. And I am willing to lay aside whatever. I am willing to just put it all into the hands of Jesus Christ so that my life is pleasing to him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now I want us just all to think about and and put that verse in perspective in our lives today. Do we really have that kind of trust and is that what is in our life? Now let's start there and let's read it over again, that sixth verse. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now he makes that very plain and clear that we have to have that faith. And then he goes right on into and he says... For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is God, and that he will do the things that he has promised. He, for he that cometh to God, how do we come to God? By faith in Jesus Christ, by repenting of our sins. And we must believe upon that, that we have had those sins taken away, that He is God, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him, that He rewards them by giving them that new spirit, that new birth, that hope, that peace. Eternal life to those that do what? Diligently seek Him. Having faith in Him. And we seek Him above all things. Think about what goes on in our natural lives. People of the world, all over the world. We see something that we want. We want to accomplish or we want to do. We want to have this house or we want... All manner of things that we see that we want. Now what do we do? Do we just sit back and say, well, I think it'll be able, we'll accomplish that, we'll do it. But we put no forth, no effort forth into it at all. Do you think we'll ever accomplish that, what we're looking for? Are we looking for for that new birth? Do we look and know that... I must go to Jesus Christ. I must go to Him. And He makes it very plain and clear there. That within, we must seek for that. We must look to Him. Begging Him. Asking Him. He says, ask and you shall receive. Seek for it. Diligently. Just as we would anything else here upon the, on the earth. And he says, you will, he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And that reward is eternal life. And that reward is the new spirit here upon the earth that we can overcome. I want you to understand that. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God. I'm adding God in there. And believe that Jesus Christ is His Son. And they too are one and the same. And that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek them, Him. And we can diligently seek God the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord.
But we have to go to Him. Ask, and you shall receive. Let's turn over to John. We read that 14th chapter last week, and I want to just continue reading, starting in the 15th chapter there. All of these words there basically read in the 14th of John last week was words of our Lord. In that 26th verse there, he says in the 14th, he says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And that ties right into the things that we were just talking about that the writer in Hebrews had written there. Of how that he is, he will reward those that diligently seek you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, when we ask, when we hear His Word and we keep His words, we do the things that He's asked us to do. We abide in Him. And then starting at that first verse there in the 15th chapter, He says, I am the true vine. My Father is the husband. I am the vine and the Father is the one that takes care of that vine. The vine produces the fruit. The husband is one that takes care of the vine. He nurtures it. He does all that he can for that vine. And that's what the father does. That's what he was doing with the son. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Do you see what he's, he's just given us an analogy there of how that the grapevine works. He says that if we have a branch there that is dead and it is not bringing forth fruit, he takes it away. And that's what the husbandman does. God takes those things away out of the vine, out of Jesus Christ. If we are there, we are a branch. And just go on and read through some of the things and see what he says. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. And no more can you except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing." Do we understand that today? And he's talking about the spiritual things here. All this that he's talking about there is spiritual. That's what God the Father and His Son is. He's a spirit. And we must work, we must worship Him in spirit, the Scripture says. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Jesus Christ, and again, just remember here, he was speaking to his disciples. And this was right before that he was going to be crucified. And he was giving them some last instructions here. 
about how he wanted them to live and what, how things happened and took place here upon the earth spiritually. You're clean through the word that I have spoken unto you. We have, every one of us here today has had the opportunity to hear the word of Jesus Christ. Are you clean? Have you accepted him and has he cleansed you from your sin? Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you by believing in him. And that's what he has said. He says, believe in him. Repent of your sins. Abide in me. And I in you. Abide in him. Be a part of him. Be close to him. Hear his word. Listen to him. And what did he say over there? Peace I leave with you. I give you not as the world giveth, give I unto you. He will give us that. He'll write it in our heart and in our mind. Abide in me and I will abide in you, he said. Hear my words. Do the things I ask you to do and I will abide. My spirit will be within you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. And a good husband, he knows that if he goes out and he's taking care of that vine there, and he cuts off a branch, maybe a live branch, and he knows then that that branch is not going to bring forth fruit. Something is wrong. It was taken off the vine. And that vine, that branch will not bring forth fruit. Because it's severed away from the vine. And he's telling us, abide in him. Stay on the vine. Don't dry up. Don't die and have to be purged off of that thing. Pruned. But let's go on and hear what he says about that. We just read it, but I want to explain it. Except you abide in me, no more can you abide. You, No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. Do we understand that today? That Jesus Christ is that vine. If we want to bring forth spiritual fruit, we've got to know Him. and We've got to abide in Him. In His love, in His mercy, in His forgiveness. He that abideth in me and I in Him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Nothing spiritually that will... Lead us to that eternal life without Him. Now we hear the Word today. We understand His Word. Now are we going to abide in it? Are we going to hear His Word? He says, now if you stay on that vine, you will bring forth fruit. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. 
and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Ask and you shall receive. Do you understand that? Listen again. I am that vine. He says, if he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. The Father there, he will purge that as he read, we read up there in the other verse. He said, every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that husbandman. And he will make that fruit stronger and that branch stronger and stronger by taking away anything that is there that would be harmful to it. And it will bring forth more and more fruit. And that's what he'll do in our life. He will take away sin. Anything that can be harmful to us spiritually, he will take it out of our life. So that we can bring forth more fruit. When we see we've made a mistake, flee to Him and let Him clean you up. You've heard the word, are you clean now? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ today? Herein is my Father glorified in the things, in the way that He is asking for us to live our life. To put it into the hands of Him and let Him cleanse us. Let Him purge us. And get the sin out of our life. Get evilness out of there. He says then, herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. God wants you to bear fruit. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to have eternal life. He wants you to bring forth spiritual fruit. So shall you be a part of Him. So shall you be then a son of God. An heir with Jesus Christ. Because you are abiding in His love. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. As the Father hath loved me, and we know how the Father loved Jesus Christ. That he gave him power over sin. Yes, he let him go through that painful and shameful and terrible death. But he carried him through it victoriously. And that's the love that he says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Putting our faith and trust in him. That we are able then to see victory. We are able for him to abide in us. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Now listen again. If you keep my commandments. If you hear His word and you follow through with it. And we all should know and understand. And yes, there's 
He's got lots of things written here in this book that tells us how we should live. But he also tells us that I will write it in your heart and put it in your mind. I'll write it in your mind and put it in your heart. The laws of God and how I will have for you to abide with me. But he also has certain commandments that he has just laid out and man has listened to them and man has seen them and lived by them. The righteous has all the way along. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. If we follow all the way through with that. And what does he say that the first one is? To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the first commandment. And then he says to love thy neighbor as thyself is the second. And he says on these two commandments hang all the things. Hang all, the, all your life and everything. All the commandments of God. If we will just do those things, hear those, and abide in that. That will take care of all the rest of them. Because we will then be wanting to follow through. And if we love our brothers, we love ourselves. That's everybody. And if we love the Lord thy God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that's going to take away all the other. If we love him in that matter and we love our brother, that's going to take away hatred. That's going to take away lasciviousness. That's going to take away lust. That's going to take away adultery. That's going to take away murder. All of those things. And God understood that and he knew that. And he said, here, you live in accordance with this. And this way is how I want you to live. And he says, I have, you shall abide in my love if you keep those commandments. As I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. He says, I've spoken this unto you, that your joy might remain in you. We, he is teaching and, and bringing these things to our attention so that we can have that joy that he's talking about, that peace, that comforter that brings forth joy of knowing that I have eternal life waiting for me when I leave here. And be looking forward to doing what I can do here upon the earth. To help him to do whatever he asks for me to do. Whatever cause it might be. This is my commandment. That ye love one another as I have loved you. It goes back to what we were just saying. Love your neighbors yourself. And this is what he says, this is my commandment. This is what Jesus was commanded. That you love one another as I have loved you. Now I want you to just think about what that ta- how and what he's saying there. What did Jesus Christ, how much love that he did, he had for all of us that we've talked about already today. That he gave his life for you. And now he's telling us, he says, this is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Is that where we are today? 
I want us to stop and think about that. What kind of love do we have for mankind and for Jesus Christ? Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That is the love that he says that that Jesus Christ said that he had here, that he laid down his life for our friends. Ye are my friends, he says. If you do whatsoever I command you. You are my friend, he says, and, and I am laying down my life for my friends, that you will have that peace, you will have that hope, you will have eternal life. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father. I have made known unto you. And I believe that. I know that, that, that Jesus Christ came here to the earth. And he was being led by his Father. And he says, all things that my Father has showed me. All things that my Father has given to me to instruct to you. I have made known unto you. And he has had it left here in this book that we can know it also. And that spirit, if we don't have this, and there's people throughout the world that does not have the word to read just like we do. But they have that opportunity and, and we go all the way back to when Christ was here upon the earth. After the day of Pentecost, and they was receiving that new spirit, the spirit of the Holy Ghost upon them. They did not have these scriptures to read. They didn't have these letters and these words that we have. But they had somebody that would teach them, had somebody that would tell them, just as Jesus Christ was telling His disciples here. And they were able then to go out and to tell other peoples that He... This is the love of Jesus. And He wants us to keep His commandments. He wants us to live in accordance with His Word. Just as He kept His Father's Word, He wants us to do the same thing. He wants us to ask for the power over sin in the flesh. And to understand, this is my commandment, that you love one another. And this is what His disciples were going out and preaching and teaching after Christ was gone here. He gave them these words. He told them how to do, what to do. <clears throat> ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, He may give it you. Now Jesus Christ, again, He's talking to His disciples, those twelve that is there. He was the one that chose them. He went out and He saw them and He chose them and they said they would follow Him. I believe that they had a desire to want to know more about Him and they had come to Him seeking things and He chose them to be a part of that. And I ordained you. He ordained them with that Word of God, preaching and teaching, that you should go and bring forth fruit. 
and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These are words of Jesus Christ, friends. Do you believe them? Do you believe his word? He says, that whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, ask the Father in my name, he may give it you. Now the other scriptures talked about that we ask the Father in his name that if it's the will of God. And I, believe, I know that that is the way it should be. And that we won't just go out here and ask frivolous things from Him when we know what we have and we know the Spirit. He is basically speaking there that, look, you live the way that I have lived. And I talk to my Father, I ask Him, and He has given me knowledge and wisdom spiritually to do the things. He says that your fruit may remain, that your that Spirit may remain in you, that whose Whatsoever you shall ask in the ask the Father in my name, ask in the Father to give us power over sin, give us power over Satan, show us how we can live our lives here just as Jesus did. That is the things that I see that we need to be asking for today in the name of Jesus Christ. And He says He will give it to you, and I know. For a fact, He will do those things for us. He is not a liar. Again, these are words that Jesus Christ gave to us. He's talked to His people. They have written them down for us so that we can be encouraged in our day. This was encouragement for His disciples to hear that, knowing that He was about to be taken from them, but He was giving them encouraging words. These things I command you that you love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. And we can see and go around throughout the world today and see how that people hate the Word of God. They don't want to live by it. They don't want to hear His commandments and live by it. They want to live by the lust of the flesh and by the pride of life. That's what they're more interested in and in seeing how I can enter, be entertained here upon this, this world and never even given thought to that eternal part, basically. That everything's just going to be okay. Well, that's not the case. If we do not hear His Word and we do not listen and walk and hear His commandments, and do as He said, love one another and love Him and put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He says, it is impossible for you to enter into that kingdom without that faith. It is impossible. These things I command you that you love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. And we can see that throughout the world today. People embracing one another. Embracing a lie. Because they love the sin that they're in. And they embrace a lie. Because it tells them that it's okay for them to continue living in the manner that they live. But that's not what he says there at all. 
He says there, if you, if you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world will hate you. And what did the world do to these men here that he was talking to, the eleven apostles there? I believe ten of them died in a very bad way, a martyr. I believe John maybe was the only one that was not killed in that manner. Because, and they, they, they did these things because the world hated them. Because they spoke out against their worldly way. They told them that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. He was the way, the only way. And that we must believe upon Him. And Jesus said, I will come to me and I will give to you that water that you will never thirst again. I will give you that spiritual water that will spring up a life within you. I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I have said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. Now he's just saying, there's people here upon the earth. He says that the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. They persecuted Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Would it not be reasonable that they persecute people proclaiming to serve Him? If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. And He says, there are people there that will hear the Word. They heard my Word and they believed. There are people that will hear your Word. The, the words that you are speaking and talking and giving them instructions about me, about Jesus Christ. And they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. They do not know God. That's why they persecuted him. Why they put him to death? Because they did not know God. And they did not know God because they did not know Jesus Christ. And if we don't know Jesus Christ today, we do not know God. And if we don't know God, then we don't have that new spirit within us. God is the one that we have to ask Him for it. Through the name of Jesus Christ, that's what we just read. We must ask God to forgive us our sins. To cleanse us of our sins. In the name of Jesus Christ. And he says he will perform those things for us. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake. Because they know not him that sent me. They rejected Jesus Christ. They rejected his word. Because they did not know God. If they had believed on him. And believed that God would send that to him. Then they would believe and know that it was Jesus Christ. He was the son. And he is there. And God was sending it through him. And we could receive it from Jesus. If I had not come. And spoken unto them. They had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. And brothers and sisters. Not any one of us here today. None of us. 
or under the sound of my voice or anywhere upon the earth has a cloak for your sin, a covering for your sin, except through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now He has come, and, and His Word, His Gospel there, has condemned us. We were already condemned because of that great transgression. But He says, if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He's spoken. He has told them these things. And He has told each and every one of us. His Word has been preached to us. Are we living in it? Will you be able to stand before Jesus Christ at that day? Clothed in that white robe. Your sins taken away. And you clothed in that white robe. That white robe of the Spirit of God. Will you be standing there clothed in your sins and them exposed? Nothing to take them away. Nothing to cover them. But exposed. And what will the outcome be with all of those? Eternal damnation. But those with that white raiment, those that their names are there, written on the page white and fair, eternal life. Isn't that wonderful to think about today? That that's what is offered to us. Eternal life. Through Jesus Christ. And these are words he was just trying to get, tell his disciples right before he went through that death. And this is what I want us to know and understand today. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now, have they both seen and hated both me and my Father? He that hateth me hateth my Father also. And Jesus Christ came. And He overcame sin, friends. He overcame it all. For you and me. There is nothing that He didn't overcome. And now we will live and we will stay in our sin if we don't go to Him and let Him clean us up. But now they have both seen and hated both me and my Father. I don't want that to be, I don't want to be a part of that at all. I want to be able to see and know Jesus Christ and God the Father. And I know that we can. How? By asking. By repenting. But this cometh to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. Isn't that a terrible thing to think about? They hated Jesus Christ, and that with no cause at all. 
He came here and He overcame sin. He came here and told all mankind that if you will believe upon Me, you can have eternal life. But they hated Him. They hated Him because He said He was the Son of God. They hated Him because of the miracles that He did. They hated Him because of the love that He had for them. They hated Him. Without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. He was just telling them this is something that's going to happen in just a short period of time. He had told them that he was going to go away. And that he would send a comforter to them. That new spirit. And now he's just encouraging them in this. And I want to be encouraged in it myself. And I want you to do that. But when the comforter has come. Has he come to you? Do you know that comforter? Whom I will send unto you. From the Father. We've talked about that a lot today. It comes from the Father. Jesus Christ will send it to you, but it comes from the Father. Even the Spirit of truth. Now that's what that comforter is. The Spirit of truth. And that is the Spirit of God. That is the only thing that is full of truth. There is no evil in God. And God cannot be tempted with evil. God is full of truth. God is full of love and mercy. When that comforter is come, whom I will send send unto you, he said, from the Father. We can accomplish that today. Even the Spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye ye also shall bear witness... Because you have been with me from the beginning. Again, he was encouraging these young men. These are some things that you have seen. Now you're going to see and you're going to be able to accept and know when that Spirit comes to you on that day of Pentecost. And you also shall bear witness. You'll know that and you can bear witness. Because you have been with me from the beginning. You have seen the things that I have done. You have lived with me. You've seen the miracles. You have seen the power of God. And then you will be able to receive that new birth, that comforter. And then you will know and be able to go out and witness to others that you were here with me, Jesus Christ, from the beginning. Now you and I today, if we have been able to receive that new birth, and I know there are people here that have, If we've received those things, then we can witness. And we know that that has happened. And we know that Jesus Christ came here to the earth and overcame all things. And we can witness that to others. Because we have known Him of a surety from the time that He gave us that new birth. The time that we repented of our sins. The time that we asked. The time that we diligently had a desire to know Him. 
we've been able to know him. We've been able now to witness that that is part of our life and that we can be a part of eternal life through him. You have been with me from the beginning. Are you with him today? Are you walking in his love? These things I have spoken, have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. And I hope and I pray that there's nobody offended with the word of God being preached and taught to you today. If the words that are being taught to you is offending you, it is not the word that something's wrong with the word. It's something that's wrong with you. Or if it's offending me, it's something wrong with me. These things I have spoken unto you that you should not be offended. Because that was the words of truth that he had spoken. And he, he was encouraging these people in. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you asketh me whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. His friends there, that was, it was sorrowful for them. Today it is sorrowful for us to think about what Jesus Christ went through there. But it's a joyous thing for us to think about what took place. And the love that He had for us And that it is over now. His work here to redeem man is finished. It is over. And he is there at the right hand of God the Father. There praying and mediating for us today. That's what is going on. But now I go the way of him that sent me. And none of you asketh me, whether goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And this is the thing here that brings us great comfort. To think about and to be able to read. And he's talking about that comforter. And that should bring comfort to our heart in our life today. What he was saying here. Now his disciples, it was a very sorrowful thing to know. Of what was about to happen to him. And that he was, he was about to be taken away from them. But when we're read, reading these things today. 
And we know, he says, now I go my way to him that sent me. He was going back to God the Father. None of you ask me, whether goest thou? You, they just understood that he was going to be crucified or he was gonna, his life was going to be taken. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. And friends, I want us to all to know and understand that His words, the words we have been reading here today, is the truth. It is His words. The words of God. It is expedient for you that I go away. It is good for you. And it's good for us today. He was telling His disciples that. That if I go away, it's good for you. For if I go not away, the Comforter that will, will not come unto you. Now that would be a terrible thing. We can rejoice in that today. Yes, He went away. He hung on that cross. He died and He was put into the tomb for three days and He was resurrected back to life. But He went away and He went back there to the right hand of the Father. And now the Comforter... Because He did those things, that Comforter has come unto all of mankind that seeks it, that wants it. That has a desire for it, that is diligently desiring for it, will come unto you. But He says, but if I depart, I will send Him unto you. If I go away, if I go not away, He says the Comforter won't come to you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. That's the truth. He departed this world. And he is there at the right hand of God the Father. Mediating for us. And I will send him unto you. I will send that comforter. That new spirit unto you. You. That is a promise from God. Promise from Jesus Christ. And when He is come, He will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Listen at that again. Listen what that comforter will do for all of us. He says, now I will send. He says, when he has come, when that comforter, when that new spirit is coming to you and to me, he will reprove the world of sin. He will take away sin out of all of those that truly desire him, that receive that. And of righteousness. He will bring forth righteousness in those that receive it. And of judgment, He will judge the world in their sins and give eternal life to the righteous. Of sin because they believe not on Me. He will reprove the world and He rebukes the world today. He is rebuking, right now today, He's rebuking sin in the world. 
We don't want to be a part of that. Let's not be of the world. But be of Jesus Christ. Of righteousness. Because I go to the Father and you shall see me no more. Of that righteous spirit. He is going to the Father and he says now. I will be able to receive that spirit from him to give to you. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. The prince of this world, Satan, is judged by the life of Jesus Christ. He overcame sin. And now Satan is judged. All of his sinful ways are judged to eternal hell. Because Jesus Christ overcame them. And he can overcome it in you. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. We should be able to bear them now. We have had all manner of things proclaimed to us and taught to us for many, many, many years. Are we strong? Are we desiring that strong meat today? Are you still weak? And having to have that just the milk Don't give up. Let that milk bring you to maturity spiritually. That you then are able to have that strong meat that He has given to us today. That we can understand and know His Word. Howbeit then He, the Spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. These are the things he says that that new spirit, that comforter is going to do for those that receive it. When he, the spirit of truth, is come, is come into your life, he will guide you. Into all truth. He will lead you away from sin. You will not be looking around saying, How far can I go in this sin and not be overcome? You will be wanting to get as far away from sin as you can in any place that you see it. You will want to reject it. He will guide you into all truth. That's what that new spirit will do. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hear, he is speaking of the word of God that comes from God. That's where it all comes from. That's where the truth comes from. That's where the words come from. That he shall speak and he shall, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. And shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I. That he shall take of mine. And shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. He and the Father are one. Therefore said I. That he shall take of mine. And shall show it unto you. He will show you. Through the Spirit that he had in Jesus Christ while he was here upon the earth. And that Spirit is alive today and shall show it unto you.
and what that Spirit can do for you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. All of those things, he says, are mine, and it can be unto you. He's going to show it to you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Just prophesying of some of the things that was about to happen. And then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us a little while, and you shall not see me? And again a little while, and you shall see me. And because I go to the Father, they said therefore, What is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him, and he said unto them, Do you inquire among yourselves of what I said, a little while and you shall not see me, and again a little while and you shall see me? Jesus knew what was in their mind. They did not understand what he was talking about. That a little while you see him. That he's here upon the earth and then there's going to be a while that you don't see him. He was put into that tomb. And there was a little while there that they did not see him. Verily I say unto you, you shall weep and lament. But the world shall rejoice. And you shall be sorrowful. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Your sorrow shall be turned into joy. You shall weep and lament. And each and every one of us today have to get in that condition to where we are weeping and lamenting over our undone condition. But your sorrow shall be turned into joy when we repent and we receive that new birth. And all of those sins taken away. And don't let Satan bring them back and try to get you to relive in those things. But if they have been removed and taken away, just rejoice in Him. And let that joy be within you. A woman when she is in travail has sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more of the anguish. For joy that a man is born into the world. And I believe that Jesus Christ there, He knew what was about to happen to Him. And He had great sorrow for those in that. But, that. but He says as soon as the child was delivered from the woman... She remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. And our Lord and Savior, He went through those things and then it brought great joy to Him to be able to bring to you that new birth and to see a new person born spiritually. Brings great joy to Him. And your joy, no man can tell you, and ye now therefore have sorrow, but I see, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And when Jesus Christ then comes back to you with that comforter, he says, your heart shall rejoice, and no man taketh it from you, and no man can take it from you.
And you can have power over the prince of this world, Satan. And in that day you shall ask nothing, ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Now we know what we must do. Ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, hitherto you have asked nothing in my name. But he says, ask and you shall receive that your joy might be full. Ask that your joy might be full, that you shall receive. And what's he talking about? Receive of that new birth. And I keep going over and over and over and over that. But that's what he wants. That's what he's telling us that we must have. Ask and ye shall receive that comforter. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh when I shall no more speak to you in Proverbs. But I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. He says, I came from the Father. The Father loveth, for the Father Himself loveth you. God loves you, He says, because you have loved Me. Ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, because you have loved Him. And have believed that I came out from God. That's the belief. You believed upon Him that He was the Son of God. I came forth from the Father. And am coming to the world. And again I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said unto Him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, and is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every one to his own, and shall leave me, Alone, and yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Believe on Him. Be as His disciples said. That they believed on him. He, and a question that he asked to them. Do ye now believe? Behold the hour cometh. And now is. Ye shall be scattered. Their faith was tried. They had not received that power as of yet. That he was telling them that he would send to them. 
And I believe that once they received that, those 11 were faithful to death in that. Judas never received that. He went to his own. He loved the wages of sin. He loved money more than he loved God and loved Jesus. And he sold out. And then when he saw his mistake, he went and repented to man instead of repenting to God. And then he went and hanged himself. Took his life. And Jesus said it would have been better for him never to have been born because of the eternal damnation that would be upon him. Let's be as those eleven. And let's know what Jesus said. And let's know about the truth that He kept telling us out. That He had explained it. He had told them these things. He told them the truth. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send Him unto you. I have overcome the world. The words of Jesus Christ. And I know you can have that new birth. You can have that Comforter. And you can overcome. And you can see victory in Jesus Christ. We'll sing number 290. God be with you. Number 290.
I hope we keep that in mind as we go through this week, and I hope we keep in mind what Jesus Christ did for us about 2,000 years ago, what He went through so that we could receive that comforter. And I ask that God be with each and every one of us in the upcoming days, be through this week, until we are able, if it's the Lord's will, that we come back here next Sunday, Easter Sunday, and meet in His name and worship and hear His truths that we can move up spiritually. And I believe this time of the year has been a custom that we always, we take communion. Eat the bread and drink the wine in remembrance of Jesus Christ, in remembrance of what He did for us. And I am not at all telling you when and how you should do these things. You go to the Lord and let Him be the one that directs you. That if you are in the condition that you should be, that you take that communion in thanks and in honor to Jesus Christ of what He did when He bled on that cross and He overcame all things. And tomorrow night we will also have our monthly business meeting here at 8 o'clock. God be with you.
till we meet again. Let us pray. To our Heavenly Father, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. We ask that your will be done in us. We ask that you lead, guide, and direct us in everything that we do. We ask that you fill us with your Spirit. You fill us with your Comforter. And we ask that all of those that are struggling spiritually today, Lord, that you open their eyes that they are able to see and know and understand how gracious that you are and how quick that you will send relief if we will just put it into your hands. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for what your Son did here upon the earth for us. And God, we just beg that you show us what we can do to encourage others and to help to bring others into your foe by being able to manifest your word to them. Because we, being a witness of receiving your comforter, are able to be strong in your word, your work. We just beg for guidance, Lord. And we ask these things all in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.